You're listening to the Geek and Glitter podcast where we talk all things geeky, from fashion to lifestyle. Hi everyone and welcome back to episode 52 of the podcast. I'm your host Wendy and joining me as always my lovely co-host Nikita Francois. We are here. We have arrived. (laughs) We are back talking about all the things, lifestyle, geek fashion, geeky things, and everything in between. Nikita, how are you? How was your weekend? So far, so good. I can't complain. I surprised my boyfriend with a trip to do a little bit of car racing and Vegas. Oh, my. So, yeah, we had an absolute blast. But there was one little smudge on the good times that I must share with you, Wendy. I didn't realize this, but in Vegas, there is an Marvel's Avengers station that huh? I was unaware of. Right. Right. <gasps> exactly. So we were walking through, I think it was the Tropicana Resort and Casino um, as we were passing through buildings because it was very hot and we didn't want to walk outside the whole time. And then to my left, as we enter the Tropicana, I immediately see Captain America's shield in a big, clear glass window. And I said, like, wait, 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 what? What is this? And there's a huge sign that says Marvel Avengers Station. And I go, wait, what is this? I didn't know. I'm unprepared. Where's my camera? Where's my phone? Let's go in. Let's get tickets and go inside. And I pulled on the door and the doors were locked. Oh, access denied? Denied. I looked to the side and I saw the hours and they were closed on Tuesdays, which is when we were there. And I wanted to scream so badly. What terrible timing. Why would they close on a Tuesday? That seems odd. It's it's very odd. I mean, they said they were open every other day of the week except for Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Now, obviously, they didn't know I was coming because maybe if they did, they would have been open. (laughs) How rude of them. So inconsiderate. You know, just like. This is inside the hotel? Yes. So it's. How do I explain it? There's, when you're on the Las Vegas Strip, there are entry points, you know, from the sidewalk, but you can cross between many of the casinos on their sides. So we had walked from one casino already through a little like bridge that crosses the street and into the Tropicana from its side. And that's how we stumbled upon it. I think if we had gone through the main entrance from the sidewalk, we never would have seen it. I never would have known. And I wouldn't be upset right now. (laughs) (laughs) But we went through the side and then that's where we, you know, there's a big entryway with glass, glass doors and through it, you can see Captain America's shield, his costume in the back. You saw Iron Man's costume, Hulk, uh, uh, no words, because that would have been like a surprise dream come true in that moment. But I was denied. Yeah, I feel so sad and like also frustrated for you because you were right there, your hands we're on, on the, door. the doorknob, on the thingy, ready to and they pull. Didn't, they, they locked it. No. Nope. They closed it on a certain day. What the heck? Right. Well, that, that just weird? means it is very weird. I agree with you. And I think that just means you need to just take another trip to Vegas, maybe an all-girls trip, me and you, your Ooh. sister, and have a good time. Make sure we don't go on a Tuesday. <laughs> right. Because I that's- guess... Avengers don't like Tuesdays. They're day off. Must be the day they sleep in or something. (laughs) I don't know. But I'm for that plan. Let's do it. We'll go during our weekend or something when they're open (laughs) and see what they have in store. Because 
I probably wouldn't be here. I'd still be there if they were open, <laughs> taking everything in. But now I need to do a little research. Like, what exactly is the Marvel Avengers station in Vegas all about? Yeah, I need to know way more. So we will kind of circle back to that as we find out more about it. And I'm glad you brought up Avengers Campus because we do have that um, topic coming up later on in the show today because you know that California Avengers, um, as Disneyland reopens, we had a grand opening for Avengers Campus. So we'll talk about everything you need to know or what we know so far of Avengers Campus and how to best prepare your trip to optimize your visit um so that'll come up later but uh you know as we're catching up there's you're frustrated about the missed opportunity at the um at seeing all the avenger goodness in vegas Mm -hmm. i'm upset about how all the fans here in the u.s all the bts army are very disappointed with that bts mcdonald's meal that it was Mm -hmm. so excited about Mm -hmm. Yeah, a it mess. was about, yeah, it really was a mess. It was about, what, two weeks, right? Because we, we had skipped a week. Right. Uh, there was the BTS meal. This was supposed to be a global rollout. And then it then it became, I think, certain places didn't get it. Uh, but looking at some of the promo photos, I was very excited for this BTS meal. And I understood that, yes, there's no extra thingies that came with it. It was just, you know, like the BTS. This is what they order most, I think, when they do choose right. to go to McDonald's. So medium soda, Coke, uh, medium, or should I say 10-piece chicken nuggets, medium fries. And what was cool is the two BTS-inspired um, dipping sauces that, you know, aren't really offered generally at McDonald's. But I rolled into McDonald's on that fateful day may 26 <laughs> 11 a.m ready to go i was like all right i'm ready for the bts meal and i was expecting you know the purple packaging yeah the cup sleeves whatever and i wrote up and i said i'd like to order the bts meal and they knew what it was and they said okay and they asked me about the drink and i was like i'll take the coke i'm gonna have it just like they have it mm-hmm. And they asked us what sauce. And I was like, well, does it come with the two sauces, which is one was Cajun, the other one was um, sweet chili? And they said yes. And I said, I like those. And they put them in the bag. What was good about this location, what I did like is that they didn't put the BTS meal inside the BTS meal bag. They actually gave it to us in a regular McDonald's bag, but they folded up all flat, like, you know, no, no crinkles. Yeah, they put it on the side for us so none of the um, grease would get to it. I actually have it here so you can take a look. I know the audience can't see, but I'm going to show you. (laughs) So it's a regular brown paper bag, but it's got the BTS purple and yellow. And then on the flip side, there's McDonald's Mm -hmm. logos and the BTS logo. It's very cute. This is how they gave it to us. And I thought, oh, that was really like, you know thoughtful and apparently this is the only location that did that um all the other locations either and this is where the disappointment comes in nikita Mm -hmm. all the fans you know probably dressed up in their bts shirts brought their light sticks with them was like i like the bts meal at certain locations they didn't have even the bag they certainly had the meal but not the bags and that pretty much is the only packaging here in the u.s that we got Exactly. For the BS meal. 
what is that? I what mean, happened? I'm looking at, I don't know what happened. I'm looking at all these other, you know, like the International McDonald's. Yeah. There's like a purple McFlurry apparently. Right. Purple cups. There's some, the the staff has t-shirts that they were able to exactly. wear, which yeah. I'm so jealous. I was like, I will go and work at McDonald's this week specifically <laughs> just so I can have a BTS meal t-shirt. <laughs> Um, but that that that's probably the the worst of it. I think when it comes to ordering the BTS meal here in the states, is you don't get the packaging, right? Um, but not to mention when we were talking about that, it's a bit of a mess. Is certain locations because I watched many a TikToks on the BTS <laughs> meal. Um, it was trending. Uh, it was all over my for you page, and people would roll up to a McDonald's and say, "I would like the BTS meal," and they wouldn't know. The staff wouldn't know. Oh, no, no, no. What it was. They're like, the what? The BTS meal. We don't have that on the menu. She's like, well, it's displayed here on your screen at the drive-thru pickup. Like, you know how you drive up to a McDonald's with a giant screen to order? But the staff didn't know. It wasn't communicated to them. Some people, you know, automatically assume that the sauce would come with it, which makes sense. If you order the BTS meal as a bundle, they open the thing. They got ketchup. Oh, major fail. Yeah, it's awful. So the rollout was not great. And then I'm hearing that in the UK, they, I don't even think they have it yet. And they are also not getting the packaging from what I heard. So it's just kind of a mess for like the international army because I mean, we love the, you know, we love the group too. And, you know, we, we support them. We want to want to show our love for the, for the, for the group through whatever it may be. And I know it's a little frivolous talking about like, oh, McDonald's, where? But at the same time, you know, you kind of take the day to drive to a McDonald's where you don't exactly. otherwise go to McDonald's. I haven't had McDonald's in a long time. And same. I went and I got my chicken nuggets and I was just like looking at the the not BTS packaging. I'm like, well, <laughs> could have just asked him if I could have had the sauce. <laughs> and that would have been that. So it was a bit of a disappointment. I hope that in the future for McDonald's, if they do another collab meal, I feel like it's kind of the same with the Travis Scott meal. It's there, there wasn't anything extra for it. Right. Like I think for BTS, photo cards are really, you know, something that we always see in mm. a K-pop group album. You know, if they so if they did like a collection of like photo cards and you get, you know, all of the members faces on a card with the McDonald's logo on the back, comes with the meal and then just charge a little bit more. Like a I little love bit more, that. right? Because I mean, Why don't when you're they do kids that? and kids' meals, you got a little toy. And when certain movies came out, they were themed, you know, along yeah. with the movie. So it's very doable. McDonald's, we have questions. Come on now, can you imagine? Let's just like think for a second. Let's go BTS meal, but like kids' meal um, format. What if you drove up and with every BTS meal you order, you got a mystery BTS figure. I see. Now I'm going to collect them all. I'm going to have to eat that meal. Right. Multiple times to collect. And what happens if you get like an extra Jimin? Do you keep it or do you trade it? No, now we're trading. (laughs) Can can I, can I, do you have an extra Jungkook? Can I, can I have that one? V, V, searching for V. Right, right, right. (laughs) Now, no, now we turn it into business. We're trading, we're yeah, exchanging. Exactly. <laughs> that that I'd be up for though. I same. McDonald's 100%. would see so much so much more business. Cause I Absolutely. think a lot of people was disappointed and they're just like, Well, now we're not even gonna go and, and do it. Waste of time. 
you know. But yeah. I mean, I'm happy I went and got the experience. I got my paper bag. I'm happy. <laughs> exactly. Now you can frame it and all is well in the world. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and speaking of the world, things are starting to open up here in LA, yeah. uh, where Nikita and I both reside. And with that said, movie theaters are finally back. <laughs> They are finally back. I've gone to two screenings and I have one more lined up for next week for press screenings. Okay. I'm really excited. They're still very, um, you know, strict with the rules to adhere to social distancing, limited seating. So there's a lot of most screenings I can't take a guest with me, which I understand they're trying to keep that capacity down. So like only go if you need to go right? sort of a thing. But I really thought prior to... Um, my first kind of visit back into a theater, I really thought I feel really, I, I would feel really anxious. I would feel kind of stressed out and like who's sitting around me, who's not wearing their mask kind of a deal. And I felt like that kind of all went away the second I walked into a theater. I okay. felt just everything lifted and I was happy. I found my seat and I was just like, this is great. So my first uh, foray, I guess, back into the theater was to see A Quiet Place 2. Mm, oh, I can't wait to see it. It was a great theater experience, and I'm so happy that that is actually playing in theaters only because hopefully as everybody feels more comfortable and be vaccinated and whatnot, they will um, go back and enjoy that movie in theaters on the big screen as intended. And then I saw The Conjuring just recently, and then next week I have okay. Fast 9. So I'm, like, really excited for it. Um how do you feel about now that theaters are starting to open back up again? Because I know you and I both love the movies. Yeah, I'm so I'm so glad you brought this up because tomorrow I am attending a screening for In the Heights, and I'm nervous. I am super nervous because, kind of like how you said before, how the, like there's an anxiety almost before going in. Everything you said is what's going through my mind right now. Like, okay, am I going to look over and see someone without a mask? Or, you know, someone going to be too close to me? How clean is it? Are the employees doing their part? So I'm nervous on that end. But I'm also trying to maintain the faith that, no, you know, they're following protocol. They wouldn't do this if they felt it was going to be unsafe in any kind of way. And it's in the heights, which I really want to see, you know? (laughs) So I'm. I'm being faithful that it'll all go well and everything will work out fine. Um, But there is that little bit of anxiety in the back of my head still like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I feel you. I I mean, I'm not going to like sugarcoat it. I think you will definitely see some people unmask, especially if they bought concession. Um, Right. You'll definitely see that. But I mean, I've only gone to two, so there's not a lot to pick from as far as experience goes. And again, these are like controlled press screenings so the capacity is very limited and mm-hmm. in my instance um where i was seated i they blocked off three seats next to me on both sides plus oh. the row in front and behind me so it was very limited oh wow okay. yeah they kept that i think as no more than 50 people in a theater if that okay um so i'm not sure about capacity because we haven't also here in california we haven't completely reopened because june 15th isn't here yet exactly. so i think it's good you're seeing the movie prior to that uh, but you know, um, again, trust, I guess, in the theater that they're doing the most that they can do for not just the guests, but for their employees, cause they got to work and they got to stay yeah, safe because yeah. without employees, then can you even run a business smoothly? So I think just, you know, wear your mask, wash your hands, do not touch your face. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I guess if you choose to have concession, cause I've had concession in theaters, 
I do this thing because I'm still kind of a little paranoid, even though I felt comfortable. Um, I would unmask and throw a bunch of popcorn in my mouth and then mask back up. Right back up. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so I did that a couple of times, but um, I think you're going to have a good time regardless. I think you're going to be just so happy to be back in that theater setting where you have the audience enthusiasm and Mm -hmm. like reaction to certain big, beautiful moments that this movie is going to show you. I haven't seen it yet. So I'm so excited for you to see it. Please report back. Oh, I will. Absolutely. I've been waiting for this forever. So I will definitely have things to report back with. Things to report back with. Oh, we're so excited. Theaters are opening up. Productions Mm -hmm. for shows are restarting. Everything is fantastic. And speaking of which, I've been trying to catch up a lot on some of the shows that I haven't um, been able to watch and I had some like a couple like an hour and I was like I got some downtime I'm gonna watch the Friends reunion Nikita I was really excited about this yes and then like halfway in I felt like I was so not engaged oh no and I love Friends I think the reunion while I love and it's definitely a love letter to not just the fans but to the show itself um because we got to see a lot of, you know, behind the scenes stuff and, of course, right, yeah. interaction between the cast. And I liked hearing about what the showrunners and producers, you know, what they had to say and their story. So I loved all of that. But the format of the show for me was really all over the place. And I think I that was... I have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of my problem is, you know, you start with... And it started strong, you know, with all the right. cast... Yeah, arriving on set, it was a little bit like Fresh Prince of the Ballet Reunion. Exactly. It was, yeah, very similar. And then we kind of, right. And then we kind of cut to James Corden, you know, in front of the fountain on the couch. Mm -hmm. And he had his interview and it was, his interview was was fine. It was was cute. It was fine. (laughs) But it was, but then after that, that's where it started to kind of lose like the organization for me because then we went all over the place it was back to the quiz on the couch to the table read to this and that and this and that and I was hoping that they would stay in the round table exactly and just have James talk to you know the cast whatever he wanted to say and then when they brought up certain instances then we can kind of roll that like have a rolling yeah tape to that particular thing I totally agree yeah, like that quiz with Ross. Oh, it's, it's I call him Ross. It's David Schwimmer, right? It's also Ross. <laughs> <laughs> but they kept on cutting back into that, and it was just like short little segments, and then like right. guest here, guest here, guest here, guest here. I'm like, this is so all over the place. Like I couldn't, for someone who's got like a little bit of ADD, I couldn't even focus. And I'm like, this is I should. This show is like made for me. It's jumping all over the place, which means <laughs> my attention should like oh something new, something new. It just didn't work for me. So right. I still have yet to finish. I think I still have like half an hour to go. Actually, no. I mean, I totally agree. The I I love the idea of the game with Ross and like you said, each time a different guest popped out, like Tom Selleck, and it was really really fun to see that. But I felt like it could have done been done in one sitting. Like we could have just watched them play the game or throw it at the end or the beginning or something like that. I totally agree when you say it was just jumping around a little too much. Very, very cute. I And I get the concept of doing that because it's like, oh, what's next? Oh, something new. Oh, surprise, surprise, surprise. But I'm getting older. My heart can but take so many surprises. <laughs> I kind of just need, you know. 10 minute blocks of 
I'm in one place at one time. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it was just like, not that it was hard to keep track because I watched it, but it just, it stopped capturing my attention. And that's something in all the years of all the seasons and episodes of Friends that has never happened. But the reunion special couldn't keep my attention. What's that about? (laughs) And I was so, maybe I was, I have myself too too much up for for the specials. Yeah, Friends. But it was great. Nonetheless, it was a fun time. Um, I'm going to finish it. Um, but I think I'll just, at least now going in on this, like, you know, continued watch, I'll know what to expect. So when they cut, cut away to something else, I'm not going to be like, what, what? Let's finish this conversation. Okay. We're back again. Yay. Exactly. Uh, and it looks like Nikita, you are doing really well with your, um, Shadow and Bone book trilogy. Yeah. I, yesterday I just finished. Six of Crows, which is so, so good. And it left at a cliffhanger that I wasn't expecting at all. So I'm so excited to do the final book in that duology, which is Crooked Kingdoms. Once that's done, I'm getting it today. I'm hoping to finish it by the end of today. If not tomorrow, I can finally start watching the Netflix series, which I've been just dying to do. But I know I needed to be patient and read the books first so I didn't feel totally lost while watching the show. And I didn't want any spoilers while watching the show either. Yeah, that's true. And now you are completely prepared going in, so nothing can really shock you too much. Right. You're like, well, this right. I know I know this is going to happen inevitably. If it ha- doesn't happen in season one, maybe it happens in season two. You know how yeah. Game of Thrones kind of switched things around. But I'll say having read book one and halfway through book two, I'll, I'll say they've kept it pretty consistent. Okay. okay to, the, cool. to the beats of the book. Yeah. Um, which book out of the trilogy the bone the shadow and bone trilogy would you say is your favorite definitely book one shadow and bone itself i thought was fantastic and then i have them right here um ruin and rising was i think a very good ending to at least alina's uh storyline and you know where that went i did feel a little um not lost but kind of like meh with siege and storm only because I, I mean, I know there were a lot of characters brought in and storylines needed to diverge and then come back together and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't feel as engaged. Like that one, with all due respect, Lee, I was kind of like, okay, turn the page. Like, you just push through, keep reading. You need to know this. It felt like a textbook for school. Oh, basically. no. Like, we don't want maybe that in not a fancy that dramatic, book. Okay, but okay. it was kind of like just get through it so that you know all this information there were moments here and there that were great and fun or whatever but it was like okay i i just need to get to book three now like book three where are you where are you and then i felt like by the time i got to book three i was like okay now the story's where i i want it to be again and i liked it a lot more that's interesting because i am in the middle of book two right now well i'm not in the middle i think i'm I'll pull up my audible so I can tell you where I am. But about where in book two did you start to feel that you you were less enthused? Is that a good description? Yeah, yeah. That actually is like you still like it. Absolutely, and I liked. I mean, when they introduced Nikolai's character, we didn't know he was Nikolai. Mm -hmm. He was Stormhold at first. Um, that that's when it finally like was like oh, interesting. But then, hold on one second. I can tell you, by the time they got back to the little palace, okay, was when I was like, okay, just just get to book three. You're got it. There. Come on, come on. Okay, 
I kind of see where this is going, but okay, fine. Uh, I will have to text you when I get to that point. I am at chapter seven, so they're still on, on the sea. Okay. All right. They had just gotten Alina's second. Mm-hmm. So so for me, it's still really interesting uh, gotcha. at this point because they're, you know, kind of fresh off of a, like a spoiler alert, uh, like a, a pseudo mutiny, I guess, if you if you'll call it. So and I didn't see that coming. So I was like, oh, okay, this right. just this just changed a lot for me. Great. So I'm still very much like, oh, this is a really exciting book. Um, but once I get to, so I'll know when they get, that's a great like landmark, distinct uh, place where I can be like, ah, the little palace, it has appeared. Time yes. to pay attention yeah. and then text Nikita my feelings. So we'll, <laughs> we, we will reconvene next week. Absolutely. Oh my sure. gosh. I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait for you to see the show. So we yeah, definitely have to yeah, talk yeah. about that when you're done. I can't, which definitely will be by next week. For sure. And uh, tell me a little bit about the uh, gaming division that Netflix is likely forming. Yes. So, I mean, we've heard, or I shouldn't say heard, we have other companies that have gone into the gaming world. Like we know Xbox, Microsoft, um, and apparently, which I didn't know, Amazon at one point was trying to get into the gaming world as well with a Lord of the Rings game. <gasps> oh, right. But for whatever reason, it fell apart. They didn't have, I don't know if it's the infrastructure, ability, right people in place to really see it through and make something of it. If I'm correct, they still have like all the rights and licensing. So it's kind of just on a shelf waiting to happen one day through Amazon. But we have to wait and see because as of right now, there's no immediate plans for a game. But I don't know. Have you watched Black Mirror? Yes, I have. And did you see the Bandersnatch uh, little kind of own episode thing they did a couple years back? I think it was like two or three years ago. It was an interactive viewing slash game experience where the characters were going through things. And then on your remote, you could kind of click yes or no or go left, go right, like that kind of interaction. Yes. Which I thought was so, so cool at the time. Yeah. They're kind of using that as their like, see what we were able to do? We can go into gaming to kind of build their own gaming division now, which Mm. I find really, really fascinating. And if we've learned anything from Netflix, it's that do not underestimate them because back when they were competing against Blockbuster, no one took them seriously. And then boom, Blockbuster is gone. Yep. So they currently have Stranger Things, the game on deck, possibly, possibly, allegedly. And um, there's another one. I don't remember its name, but there's another, I guess, franchise or series that they're looking at into developing as a game as well. That's so so I, It is exciting, but also I'm curious if it's going to be like Bandersnatch. Like, is it something where you just go on your Netflix account on your TV and play a game? Or are they going to release a console? Or is it a PC thing? Or like, how are they going to venture into the gaming world? now i mean i don't doubt their abilities because we've seen you know what they've been able to do in the past and they have such a strong following and presence in this world of interaction now that i don't think anyone foresaw Mm -hmm. i think they could come out with something really really cool and engaging and maybe give you know playstation xbox nintendo a little run for their money 
Yeah, really. I mean, um, looking at this article here, it looks like they're contemplating and releasing a bundle of games that's similar to Apple's online subscription offering, the Apple Arcade. So I think that would be definitely like as an extra branch of their of their like under the Netflix umbrella. Right. Um, and they have so many like you kind of like how you mentioned they have so many properties, you know, Black Mirror, mm-hmm. Stranger Things, Shadow and Bone. I would love right. to play a game that's like like open Wouldn't world type amazing? of a deal. Oh my god! And you can have like kind of Final Fantasy type turn-based battle system and you can have assemble your team um you know various uh grishas and all the different powers like that would be cool like can you play as alina Mm. you know is that the main character and then you kind of go through the story of what happens between her and the darkling and is mal kind of like you know a part of like is is, does he get a turn in the battle who knows Yeah, that's really interesting. I definitely want to keep my eyes on this um, because I think, like you said, we don't want to underestimate uh, Netflix. And because for a while we're like, ah, we don't know if Netflix, you know, like can they can they do this? And they've come a long way and look at yep. them now, this like streaming giant. Yeah, literally it's what other streamers hope to be. So it's, it's very interesting and I'm very excited to see where they go with it. Um, Cause I'm totally down for a shadow and bone game, a stranger things game. Like that would be so cool. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be, that's going to be really great. And I also wouldn't mind to kind of promote their gaming division to give us various episodes such as, such as a, a black mirror bender snatch more of that right i thought that was a lot of fun i'm sure it was a lot of work because you have to film so many different scenes for all the different outcomes very true but But it was it was very fun and it didn't glitch on me so (laughs) didn't glitch for me either so Uh, i had a man i remember playing with that a lot just trying to be like okay let's start over and like yeah exactly something completely different yeah i can screw with 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 my own outcome right which was cool i love that well, we'll keep our, our eyes on that, and we will make sure to update if there's any more development. But let's go mm-hmm. ahead and move on to our main topic. And for my topic today, I chose, I'm chose i choosing to talk about Avengers Campus. As we know, it is opened. Well, we're, we uh, are recording this on a Saturday, so Avengers Campus had their grand opening on uh, Friday the 4th, and they also did like a digital online um opening ceremony with various avengers you know making cameos and appearances to officially open the land but now the land has opened and i kind of wanted to talk about how if you are planning to go how to best optimize your you know visit there in, you know in, in a one day time and what things you may or may not know about and what things you want to be prepared for so what I have found out so far is obviously, first of all, you need a ticket to get into Disney's California <laughs> Adventures. Um, and Disney is still doing the online reservation stuff. So you would need to um, first purchase a ticket and then make a reservation. I believe they keep saying that it has, I keep reading it on the website. It has to be the same date on both your ticket and your reservation. Mm. That's That was kind of hard to do because... Um, for the first round of like ticket purchasing, when you know reservations opened, I told you I waited what twelve hours. Did I right, say it was right. insane? Got a ticket, and I knew it was going to be California Adventures. And then I went back, and like following a couple of days later, 
actually it was more like weeks. Um, and we went back and we purchased another ticket just for Disneyland mm. alone because the park hopper is real expensive. Yep, so yep, we're yep. like, we'll just do a one day ticket at a time, um, <laughs> which is fine because I, I feel like I don't want to divide my time between the two parks because we haven't gone in so long. I really want to. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Just take it in and take the whole day to eat food and just be in that environment. So with that said, you need a ticket first. And um, once you go, you should know that you can't just walk into Avengers Campus like you normally would if we weren't coming out of a pandemic um, because everybody wants to go. And they did something similar with Guardians of Nope, with uh, Galaxy's Edge when they mm-hmm. first opened. Everybody had to go online and make a reservation for the right. land itself. And we had like dedicated times. As far as I know, they are not doing that. They're not distributing any sort of wristbands and saying you have, you know, this is the time to report in and you have four hours to like do all the thing. So far, it's not like that. However, you do have to queue up uh, in a standby line to get into Avengers Campus because, mm. and I understand if they don't do that, Literally every single person will be in Avengers Campus, and we're still in a pandemic, so they want to make sure they can still control the capacity. So just that's one of the first things you need to know. Um, That is one of the two ways you can gain access into Avengers Campus. The other way is to get a boarding pass for the Web Slinger Spider-Man ride. And that works also in a similar way as Rise of the Resistance, where you go on the Disneyland app. So also download the app if you haven't gone before. Download that immediately and link your ticket and your Mm -hmm. whoever's going with you. Link them to your app so you can be linked as a group because you'll need that to acquire a boarding pass which they're i hear they're doing it this could change but so far they're doing it twice a day you can do it in the morning um essentially kind of eight o'clock i think like rope drop time you can go in and like enter the lottery to see if you can get on the ride um if you're not successful the first time we wish you do uh be successful in getting the ride but if you don't you can try again at noon and that is the other way to gain access into Avengers Campus. But you mm. can't just be like, I have a boarding pass. I can enter. Right. You can only right. enter the land when it's your turn. But then after that, afterwards, you can probably stay in the land and like hang out. I would suggest just line up. It'll be a long line. Prepare to wait. Wear a sunblock. Bring some entertainment. Um, you know, bring a book. <laughs> yep. yep. Read in the line, you know, or or something. And uh, just prepare to, to bring your patience and wait. And then you, once you gain access into the land, then I, I would say, take. I don't know how long you can stay in there. I assume as long as you would like, but I don't know. Um, but you can, you know, stay in it and hang out and just take in everything there is. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the two main things. The other thing is if you're, let's say once you're inside Avengers Campus and you want to go shopping, you can go into the web suppliers, which is, I'm sure, they where they store all the fun things, all the merch that you want to buy. That they're also doing a queue, but it's a virtual queue. So kind of like downtown Disney, which you've experienced before, Nikita. Right, yeah. Give them a phone number. They'll text you when it's your turn Mm -hmm. to enter the shop. And so very similar format, which is great that Disney was already doing this. So that should be uh, kind of a, we hope to be a kind of smooth uh, transition to do that. And I want to say that is all I know as far as how to optimize your, um, travel into Avengers Campus so just be prepared to wait bring a lot of phone charging like the external batteries your phone charger oh okay bring extra because Disney is really encouraging mobile order for food because we know there's a bunch of new food 
at Avengers Campus, there's shawarma, there's like a, like a little spiral churro thing, there is Pim's Test Kitchen, um, and I even though you can line up at the Pim's Test Kitchen, they're also still encouraging mobile order, so you want to make sure your phone's juiced up for the whole day, otherwise you can't, then you can't access online order, or yeah, online mobile order, and you can't access your boarding pass that you worked very oh, hard to get. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just make sure you tick all the boxes there, bring some water, bring your patients, be nice to cast members, mm-hmm. you know. So um, that's what I know of Avengers Campus so far. That, I mean, I can't wait to go. Um, are you nervous about going with crowds, especially because here in um, LA, things will open up pretty much to 100% capacity June 15th. Do you feel comfortable about going to visit when that time does come or are you a little apprehensive? I am feeling okay for my upcoming visit, which is just this coming Tuesday, the 8th. Oh, so you're Uh, going before the 15th. Yes, for Avengers Campus specifically. And we chose this date without even knowing that, you know, things would reopen in California as of like mandate dropping and everything for masks on the 15th. We just chose it because... I was never going to go to Disneyland on a weekend. Um, I don't. I didn't do that when I had a pass, I, or at least I tried not to. Like we could, but it was always extra crowded. And I know that I don't like crowds, you know, too much. And if I can avoid, then I will avoid. And I have five other days of, of the week that I can choose. Yeah. From. So it's like the choice was there for me. So we chose, um, and we also were not going to go on opening day of Avengers Campus. I know that's a thing for a lot of people, and I applaud them for for doing so because then I get to lurk and stalk everybody's <laughs> Instagrams to, and and learn from their experience right, going exactly what to do, what not to do. Um, so we chose a Tuesday. We're I am a little nervous, not for the crowd because I will expect it to be crowded, even though they're still at limited capacity. Um, I feel that it is a weekday and they still have a specific cap on capacity. Um, and I know also the majority of that capacity is going to funnel itself into Avengers Campus. So, Absolutely. yeah, so I kind of, you know, preparing myself mentally for that. So that I don't think will be a problem. I am just slightly nervous, a little anxious about not potentially not getting on the web slinger ride which is like the main uh, attraction yeah really want to see it i really want to experience it at least once so we're going to try really really hard we're going to make sure double check the app make sure it's mm-hmm. updated make sure both of our tickets are linked to both apps um so that when we you know enter the lottery for the ride we can get on the ride so that's what we're hoping for everything else it's kind of you know let's just be patient and wait like the shopping and the food. But I'll tell you, if if we don't get on the ride, we are still planning, obviously, to gonna have a good time anyways. Of um, course. And eat all the food. I'm very excited about the The, <laughs> the, the most important part. Kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> Give me all that Disney food. I can't wait to taste both shawarmas. They have a vegetarian option and a, a, a non-vegetarian ah. option. Yeah, like a falafel option oh and a gosh. garlic chicken option. So I can't wait. They look pretty big. I saw somebody's Insta and I just thought, you know, like, you know, like a taco size. Okay. Slightly bigger than that. I was like, oh, that looks that looks <gasps> thick. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm excited for all the food. So if we can't get on the ride, then I will eat my sorrow in food. <laughs> right. And all will be better. <laughs> and all will be better. Yeah. And then of course there's a lot to see. There's not just all the the new, you know, buildings and structures and sets, but there's also going to be a lot of um 
the Avengers walking around the campus. Well, they're not going to, I guess, walk around uh, as much as before. I have seen the Dora Milaje roaming kind of a little bit. They make their entrance and they do like a little, you know, show. And, oh, okay. Yeah, they ask you to join them as warriors of Wakanda, which I was like, okay, yes, me. Yes, I volunteer. I volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> uh, let's see who else we get to see. Um, what's really cool is the Spider-Man. You'll get to see Spider-Man flying between two buildings, like up oh in the air. Gosh. And they have this, they call it like the stuntronic instead of um, automatonic, auto, what's the the little, uh, like Pirates Caribbean, like the- Oh, animatronic. Animatronic, but it's a, a stuntomatronic. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, that's uh, cool. Because they use them for stunts, which is crazy. There's a whole special on Disney Plus that you can watch uh, on like uh, stunts or animatronic. And they okay. do a little special, but they never called a Spider-Man in that because it was still uh, under wraps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But if you look at the poses that this animatronic uh, hits when they, you know, test it through the air, you're like, that's Spider-Man. Uh. Come on. <laughs> Who else flies and lands like that? So that's pretty cool. And then they, they kind of mix that with um, – live action uh spider-man coming out from the other side of the building uh, okay. so they design it as if he really was so there's literally multiple spider-mans uh right during the land but you only see technically one so that's cool and we, we of course get to see the latest iteration of captain america yes so i've been exciting. seeing that yeah all over social media <laughs> you know he looks like with the goggle and the everything on looks identical to anthony back i, I was know like, it's they crazy they did such good casting yeah i was man i was so happy because i did wonder like will they actually have this ready in time for avengers campus i feel like that was such a dumb question to ask myself i'm like of course they're gonna have it ready it's disney <laughs> right yeah they know all this stuff they know all this stuff so i'm very excited i will report back once we go and hopefully um pray for me that we get on the absolutely yes yes because that i'm curious to hear about so yes sending you all the good vibes that you jump on that ride first thing thank you (laughs) (laughs) what do we have for your topics today well keeping in the land of disney i saw corella last night which to me was just so much fun um, if you have Disney Plus and you're capable of getting premiere access for it, you're able to watch it now instead of waiting until I think mid-August is when they'll officially release it for all Disney Plus subscribers and theaters at the same time. But um, the costuming was everything I was expecting for this kind of film. Because if you are familiar with 101 Dalmatians, both the original animation from Disney and the live action remake with um, Glenn Close, you know that costuming is incredibly important and pivotal to her character. And Cruella did not disappoint. It was so well done. The soundtrack also, I thought, was so fun and unique and different. It pulled from all kinds of genres and time periods, which kind of fit the different moods and and themes of the film. Um, for an origin movie, I think they did pretty, pretty good. I know we've talked about it before that sometimes origin movies are kind of like, okay, did we really need this? Like, meh, 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 meh. But with Cruella, it did it well enough that you sympathize with her humble beginnings, where she came from, and why she is the way that she is. So without spoiling it or giving too much away, I will say if you are a fan, 
of 101 Dalmatians. I think you'll really, really enjoy Cruella because, again, you sympathize with her character because they show what occurs to her from very early childhood through to what makes her into Miss Cruella DeVille. Um, and it ties in the Dalmatians in a way that, again, you will understand um, why in 101 Dalmatians everything takes place. So that being said, please stick through the first batch of credits, which gives you a little bit of, oh, oh, that's, oh, that's why 101 Dalmatians, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. So stick through the first batch of credits, watch the first post credit scene, and you'll have yourself a fun, you know, ride. And uh, Emma Stone, fantastic. I mean, she really killed her performance as Cruella. Emma Thompson, who I've loved since forever, slayed as the Baroness. She was evil. She gave me very, very similar Devil Wears Prada um, Meryl Streep vibes, which was awesome because her costuming was amazing as well. So if you like Devil Wears Prada and Meryl Streep in that character, then you'll love Emma Thompson portraying this Baroness because there were some similarities for sure. Um, and everyone really held their own in terms of the acting and the performances. And it was just a fun, fun, fun ride. So definitely check it out if you can now. Otherwise, in August, it's definitely something I think you would enjoy tuning into. And yeah, it was great. I I, I loved it. I was living my best life. I'm so happy you got to see it. I'm so happy you liked it. I agree with you. The fashion is phenomenal. There's a lot of fashion in there. To give you a little backstory, Cruella's character is a inspired uh, uh, fashion designer, and so and she's got this you know natural talent for an eye for design. But you know, girl down on her luck, kind of, sort of, mm-hmm. kind of. That's putting it very, very vaguely. You have to see the movie to kind of understand. Um, but she finally does kind of venture into the fashion world, um, which is where her and Baron, the Baroness, were able to meet and the the fashion that evolved from these two meeting uh I, I would just say that much um mm-hmm. is is incredible mm-hmm. uh I, it's it's jaw-dropping very you know couture um runway shock value type of a vibe which i was living for yeah. because we all know Corilla, she is like the fashionista in the disney villain world uh, so I love that they showcase that. I love the like 1970s punk era yes. uh, inspiration mm-hmm. and aesthetic. It was really, really great. I love the soundtrack, everything you just said. And again, if you love 101 Dalmatians, uh, keep your eyes peeled for little Easter eggs here and there. Yep. You'll spot them. Absolutely. Yeah, They'll make sure you there. spot them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, there's nothing to really miss or – yeah, you'll catch them for sure. Yeah, Disney's and I'm not trying to trick you. No, 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 they're not trying to <laughs> trick you. And I love the supporting cast as well, uh, with Artie and Jasper and uh, Horace. I think they're a great addition to and and Mark Strong, great addition yeah. to the story. Uh, and I, at the, I was worried about for a Disney like villain origin is that we're going to try to make these villains sympathetic, like right, kind of like oh they were misunderstood and da da da. And I was like, always been a little against it. Because villains, in my opinion, villains, why are they bad? I don't really need to know why they're bad, mm-hmm. but just know that they are just bad. They're bad. They're just bad. They're making poor choices. And, and we don't, <laughs> we, you know, we love them, but we hate them, but we love them at the same time. Right. <laughs> but with this movie, it didn't really make me feel like I was rooting for her. 
or or I, I don't want to say, oh, she was misunderstood. I just kind of love seeing her origin. And right. I wished this is what they did with Maleficent. Exactly. Yeah. Because with Gorilla, was- you understand. And there's there's no, like, they're not exactly trying to make her good or make you think that she's good. Like you said, she's bad. She is how she is. And from mm-hmm. her early beginnings, you see, she's, she's a bad little girl. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah they, and, really but they don't sugarcoat it too much, and it's like, oh, she's a bad little girl, but this is why she becomes Cruella Deville. But still, she's a bad, she's a bad girl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So love that, and I'm happy you um, enjoyed it because did you hear there was an exclusive interview or exclusive for uh, Hollywood Reporter that they're doing a Cruella two? It's yes. In development? Yes. Wow. I heard that, and I now I'm like, okay, so where are they going to go? How? How? What? When? Where? And why? <laughs> what are How, they going to do next? Is this I thought pseudo... this was perfect to just go into now 101 Dalmatians, but oh, right. there's, there's more. Okay. I I kind of yeah I'm kind of scratching my head at it. I mean the the, the business decision doesn't surprise me because the first one this is was really successful right. and a lot of fun to watch. Um, but if we do a second one, is then the second one going to lead us a little bit more into yeah, 101 Dalmatians yeah. or is the second one technically 101 uh, Dalmatians and then they don't have to do another 101 Dalmatians right. live action. Good point. Maybe. Yeah. That, yeah. I that could wonder. be where it's going. And it sounds like the director and the screenwriter are both returning for the sequel. Right. And, and of course, uh, Emma Stone coming back as mm-hmm. uh, Cruella. So we'll we'll see what happens. Like, I'm very curious. Yeah, same, same. And I saw in the credits, both Emma Stone and Glenn Close were executive producers on this. So it was nice to see Glenn Close given kind of like the stamp Passing of approval of the, on mm-hmm. it. <laughs> One Cruella to another. Right. <laughs> I love that. It was great. It was so much fun. Yeah, fantastic. And do you have another um, piece of news for us as well? I, I do, yes. So again, we, we, it's just all Disney today, basically. They have announced that lovely, lovely actress and, I mean, all-around creator at this point, Issa Rae, will voice Spider-Woman in the upcoming sequel, Into the Spider-Verse 2, which is so 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 cool so if you're familiar with Issa Rae she has a show on HBO um, called Insecure which is actually in its final season right now Uh, she got her start producing a little web series on YouTube that took off HBO snatched her up that's how she ended up doing Insecure and now she just has a host of shows and movies both under her belt and soon to come And this was just the latest piece of news in what is turning out to be a really, really cool and fascinating career for Miss Issa Rae. Um, She has, for the longest time that I've known, been a huge fan of Spider-Man and all things Spidey. So when they announced this, she said that it was literally a dream come true because since she was a child, she'd wanted to be in anything related to Spider-Man. And so being cast as the voice of Spider-Woman is really, really awesome. So I wanted to ask you, Wendy, what would be your dream role? What dream come true casting would just make you feel like you've lived, you've arrived, you've made it, mommy. I've made it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like for me, and these, this is where shooting for the stars here, 
uh, to be one, a part of the MCU as a superhero would be amazing. The other one would be in Star Wars as a Jedi. Oh. Could, yeah, and it doesn't have to be an existing Jedi. I am 100% okay with, like, brand new character. Yeah. But as long as the lightsaber is yellow. <laughs> I love the glow of the yellow lightsaber. The first time I saw one, I was like, wait, what? It comes in this color too? Because otherwise it would have been green. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that, that is the two. And I think that just, you know, ever since I was little growing up watching, you know, wuxia films and things like that. So I've always been into stunts and action and fight scenes in the movies. And till, still to this day, when I watch a movie, that's something that draws my eyes the most. Whether it's it's either a big, you know, action piece or a big dance piece. One of the two. But action, I think it's a lot of fun. I've had a little experience with stunts and, um, you know, uh, sword fighting and things as such. Um, and I study Taekwondo. So it'd just be a lot of fun to kind of use a little bit of that, the skills, um, you know, in, in a genre that I love, which is superhero films. And I love just what they're doing with the MCU. I think the stories are amazing. And I'm trying to think of, like, in the MCU, because I said for Star Wars, it would be a nondescript Jedi. It could be whoever. I don't care. Just put a lightsaber in my hands and let me use the force. But uh, for man, I'll have to think on it for a second to see what Avenger, you know, silk would be cool. Mm-hmm. Silk would actually be really cool. Um, that would be a lot of fun. And also her aesthetic is like beautiful and yeah, amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. I think I would, I think that would be <laughs> really, really awesome. That is what so about cool. you? Your dream role. Um, my dream role would have to be Catwoman in <gasps> something DC. Yeah, that since I was little, because I saw um, Batman Returns when I was three or four, whenever it came out, which was probably way too young to be watching that. But <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, to me, was like the epitome of like, <gasps> if I were to ever do something like this one day, that's what I would want to do. Because I love the juxtaposition of Selena Kyle and Catwoman. I think it's so cool and so fun. Let's manifest and let's put yes. it out of the universe. Let's do a Simulu and, let, and let's <laughs> yes, put it please. out there. Yeah, he did it. He put it out there. And look at him now. He Mr. really, I mean, seriously, right? Yeah, yeah, that is so awesome. Amazing. I love these topics. And with that, we're going to go ahead and walk right over to our shout out corner. This is where we talk about our favorite, you know, small businesses or brands, new products or favorite food. Um, What do you have for us today, Nikita? I have the racing experience that I recently took part in in Vegas called Dream Racing. So if you are ever in the Las Vegas area, it's about a 10 minute highway drive north of the Las Vegas Strip. I highly recommend you head over there. If you like fast cars, supercars, and everything in between, you will love what they have to offer. We did one of their experiences. I, with my love of Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, partook in their drift experience where I was the passenger in a Camaro and my racing instructor took me on two ferocious drift laps around the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And when I tell you, Wendy, that my lashes were left glued onto the track, (laughs) I am not exaggerating because half of them flew off and I am down to nubs on my eyelids because he had the windows down, but I lived my best life. Although I saw it flash in front of me during the first drift, (laughs) but I wasn't prepared. Afterward, oh my gosh, I can totally see why now 
people consider racing, drifting, all that kind of stuff addicting because it is such an adrenaline rush. Oh, I highly recommend if you want to experience that as like a ride along passenger, do it. My boyfriend, he did two experiences that day. He drove a Lamborghini. He did a couple laps around the track in the Lambo, which was amazing. And then he was a passenger in two kind of like racing style, so very fast, laps in a Ferrari with his instructor. And it was such a fun experience. The entire staff, they were incredibly sweet and nice. And they walk you through everything. So when you first go in, you sign in if you're already pre-booked. Otherwise, you can book your experience at the counter. And they have, I mean, it's a legitimate speedway. You know, professional races are held on this uh, racetrack. So you're walking into seeing, you know, tons of memorabilia and cars and all kinds of racing stuff that's just really cool to look at. Um, After you sign in or check in, they take you into this small little theater where they play a video that kind of explains to you where if you're going to be a driver, all the things you should know about like shifting gears, how to brake, how to change gears, the appropriate times to apply the gas or the brake on the track because it kind of goes against instinct where we normally would say, oh, I should slow down and brake now. No, those race car drivers are flooring it and then maybe braking at the last second. You know, things like that that you wouldn't assume, right? You know, as a normal, not even driver, as a normal human being, if you're approaching a turn, you're like, "Mm, I should slow down. They're like, no, floor it until the last possible second, then do a hard brake. And as you're braking, even if you're still on a turn, then you want to floor it again to pick up momentum. It's a whole thing. And thank God they do this video. (laughs) ahead of time i'm just Um, thinking in my head (laughs) yep (laughs) those images are coming into my head just the person inside it's it's going against instinct i don't know what to do It, it oh the video was great but then they took us onto the track into a lamborghini suv that i didn't even realize existed what now wow so that the driver can kind of explain what the video was about but of course we had no warning so homeboy took off flying down the track, hit a hard turn. We all shift to the left, oh, no. like holy moly. And then he's joking around, like, you guys can breathe now. But that's a little example of, you know, how you want to approach turns and curves on the racetrack. So after he did, I think it was two laps explaining to us all the things we saw in the video, but now got to feel at 155 miles an hour, we scarily climbed out of the Lambo SUV and then awaited our individual turns for whatever experience we had booked for the day. When I go, I will not be driving. (laughs) But I will happily go on the the drift experience. Oh my gosh. It, It was, it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So I highly recommend again, if you are in the Vegas area or if you're visiting definitely check them out. And then they have cameras inside the car that does like a dual video. So one is looking out at the track as you're driving or experiencing a drive. And the other camera is facing you as the passenger or driver. So afterward, if you want, you can purchase their video or some pictures and you have the experience as a little memento. How fun. Wow. Yeah. I, man, this is, I'm already thinking I'm going to have to show this to my husband because <laughs> it looks cool. It was cool. a blast. It, it was such a blast. 
Oh, man. You could do a ride along. Wow. There's so yep. many different experiences. Exactly. They have a bunch you can choose from based on, you know, your comfort level and also different price points as well. Because, I mean, they have experiences that are close to $1,000 where you're, you know, doing whatever in a Lamborghini for however many laps. Wow. Or, again, if you just want to do a ride along and get that little bit of thrill all the way down to, I think, uh, $99. So you can find something in between that works for you. That's amazing. And just different cars. Yeah. The catalog is pretty insane of all the cars that they actually have. Yeah. And in the lobby where you check in on the, there's a sidewall, they have a huge, it's not even a poster because it's like on the wall itself of all the different cars so that if you're going and haven't pre-booked, you can kind of just like stand there and get your bearings and see each car, each experience, all the different price points, and then an experienced, um, I guess, salesperson uh, kind of walks you through each of the different cars, what they're capable of, their speed, all that kind of stuff. So they, what one thing I have to admit is they're very, very great and conscious about making sure you feel as well-informed as possible with whatever experience you're booking and also what you need to do when you get out onto the track. Fantastic. You guys, you have to check that out. If you're ever in the Vegas area, mm-hmm. go check it out. You will not be disappointed. It sounds like right. a, just a great time because I didn't even know something such as that existed. I know. Before, oh, yeah. Like, who, yeah. You know, long to have like a, I guess, dare I say, Fast and Furious experience, um, but either may not want to drive because you have to, you know, all exactly. the cars are are um, uh, manual, right? Yep. I assume you, it, they, it they're all manual. Yeah. Some have automatic capabilities, but for the sake of, you know, driving on the track, they're manual. So yeah. that's why they have the video showing you how to, you know, change. And not many and people like can pick that up easily. Um, manual driving to hit the clutch at the right time to release and pump the brakes and all that stuff. Like some people don't right. know because then you stall on the tracks and that sucks. Right. And also and- it could be dangerous. It, very dangerous, but with race cars, it's all behind the steering wheel, so you're not like looking yeah. down and yeah. fumbling or right. So, and when you do drive, the instructor is right next to you in the passenger seat, and they're talking you through. So you're not truly going out okay. by yourself. The instructor is in the passenger seat, like, okay, break now. Okay, go 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 go. Pick it up, pick it up, and then use the right, you know, to change gears. Okay, now downshift and change gears. Okay, break here slowly. Like he literally will walk you through each and every single maneuver you can do, so that again you feel safe and you yeah. feel comfortable. And honestly, I don't think anyone would max out on the speed of a race car because your human nerves do kind of get to you. From what I saw, um, they will push it to two hundred miles per hour. That. But I think at most someone inexperienced maybe will approach 120, 130 at the most. And and that's with them, you know, guiding and instructing you. So they market it as, you know, you can go as fast as you want, but your your human nature will tell you, no, no, no. Yeah, the fight or flight instinct kicks (laughs) in or survival. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) That sounds like fun. I definitely want to one day give it a give the the drift experience a try for sure. Because I've always wondered, what does that feel like? insane um, your body is not prepared if there's one thing i regret was having gotten my lashes done because like i said half of them flew oh, off no. the wind from as soon as he hit those hard turns and we just drifted along stretches of the track my lashes said bye girl bye <laughs> not today <laughs> not today you picked the wrong day <laughs> i'll make sure to just i probably won't even do much of makeup because you know your, yeah, honestly, your eyes mm-mm. tear up 
Exactly. Right. With the wind. Either a natural beat or barefaced. Yep. You know, (laughs) that's exactly what I'll be doing. But thank you for sharing your experience with us. Absolutely. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Uh, And then after you do a little room, room, you can go and swing by a mochi nut and pick up some mochi donuts. That is my my shout out uh, suggestion for the week. So uh, they have several locations. Uh, here in the U.S., they are also in um, South Korea and Thailand. But in California, there's one in Century uh, City. There's one in Cerritos. There's one in Koreatown, Arcadia, Garden Grove, Brenna Park, downtown L.A., Melrose, uh, Westminster, Ontario, Eagle Rock. So that's closer to, to, to like more central location if you're like Valley area. Right. With more coming they have like tons of stores that are all coming soon on their website so pretty soon i think you will be able to find a mochi nut near you so what mochi nut is um i don't know if nikita you've tried one before no but i saw them in vegas oh my gosh mm-hmm. i should have tried it when we were there Dang it, nikita oh, that just means we have to go back exactly that's right. all that means we right. have to go back so a mochi nut is essentially a donut but it's a little different it's not like your traditional donut they're made of rice flour and what they do is they make the dough um, a little bit more stretchy and chewy and there's a slight stickiness to each bite but not so that they stick to your teeth or the roof of your mouth it just gives you i like to call it kind of like a bouncy texture where the the texture kind of bounces back at you and it makes chewing it kind of i don't know it's a fun sensation it's a lot of fun and they are uniquely shaped because they're like little balls. So mm-hmm. they're, you know, in a circle like a donut, but they're roughly like, a, yeah, like even eight uh, little balls. And if you want to say like you get a donut, you, let's say you get half a dozen and you want to be like, okay, I'm going to share it with somebody because I, you know, maybe don't want to put away all six by myself. They're so easy to pull apart because they're little separate, oh. you know, dough balls. Right. Um. The... The location that I go to, they switch uh, flavors every two days, and they have everything from just you know regular original to coffee, ube, oh taro, uh, peanut butter, red velvet, anything you can think of. They have it. I haven't even checked what flavor they switched to um, today, so I I will <laughs> check after this podcast. But there's a location near Dustin and I, so we went. And we bought all six flavors that they had that day. And it's safe to say that I probably won't go back to a normal donut anytime soon. <laughs> because mochi nut is the thing. It's amazing. And what's really cool about mochi nut is you go into one, I guess there are probably franchise stores. But they also sell Korean hot dogs. And so the name on the store near me actually doesn't say mochi nut, even though it is a mochi nut store. It's called uh, Chungchung. And these are the Korean hot dogs that are very creative. I think they're also made with rice flour as well. But it doesn't have that like chewy, bouncy, mochi texture. Mm-hmm. On the outside, they're crusted with many different textured things, such as hot Cheeto, oh my gosh. Uh, ramen, and potato, which is my favorite. And inside, you can actually opt out of a hot dog. If you don't want to do a hot dog, you can just do mozzarella. So it's kind of like eating a giant, mm. a very fun mozzarella stick, or you can get the hot dog, which is also delicious and we had such a good time uh going that i I can't wait to we've already gone back twice (laughs) we have i don't blame you this looks so delicious it's delicious and it's lighter too like because of the rice flour i guess i'm not sure but everything Uh, tasted lighter like you're like i can have many more 
I can have right, so many more. Right. Um, and there's also different sauces that come with the hot dogs. We got to try sriracha mayo and cheddar cheese, mm. but they have a tons of other ones that I, I was just like, I, 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 I don't know. Just these two. I saw the first two on the list and I was like, sure, those two. I don't know. Because I turned around and I was like, well, which one? And then the man behind us go, get them all. They're all good. I'm like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> so we highly recommend uh, the mochi nut and Chongqing hot dogs. They are delicious. This, oh, my oh my goodness. I am going sometime this week because, oh, this looks so good. You'll never, you might not go back to a regular donut for a while. I'm not By saying the ever. of it, no. But it's, yeah, it's just the texture and the light. Like, you know how after you eat, especially as our bodies get older, our digestive system slows down just a little bit. Right. The donuts, the regular donuts feel a little bit, weighs a little bit heavier on your stomach. Absolutely. And you're just kind of like, okay, one's enough. Like, I could probably eat two to three myself with the mochi nut and feel fine. Oh, my god. Yeah, there's something about it. I don't know what they do. Magic. magic mochi magic mochi magic <laughs> and with that we're gonna wrap up our episode here i want to thank all the listeners for tuning in um this podcast is available on apple podcast spotify google podcast basically wherever you can download podcasts and you can also leave us a voicemail we're hosted on anchor so you can do that for free right on the app or on the uh, anchor website itself you can also email us any questions concerns and suggestions for shout out corners um at geek and glitter at gmail.com and we will you know answer that on a future episode nikita thank you so much for joining me for another awesome fun-filled episode where can everyone find you on social media you can find me on Instagram at Nikita.Francois and everywhere else as at Nikita Francois. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Wendy Lee Zaney. And of course, you can follow Geek and Glitter on Instagram and Twitter at Geek and Glitter or at the website www.geekandglitter.com. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.